think like I used I used my Puerto Rican heritage and like my my Latino blood any you know any any sort of otherness I yeah. use it to distance myself from my blackness as mm-hmm. a kid there was a lot of self hate interesting um, yeah. so I just wanted to be something uh, quote unquote more than just black mm-hmm. um, as a kid yeah because I was led to believe that that was better. New York, I know you have. Yeah. Every morning that I wake up, I think about my ambition. Humans, what's up? I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, uh, which is a, a, a truly fucked up holiday, if you think about it for even a second. Um, but I really hope you had a great time. I hope you ate way too much food and you got into a fight with one of your family members or like that weird family friend that always shows up and you're like not sure how your family knows them but you know that you know them uh anyway i'm so excited to bring you a new episode of la mezcla this week let's get into it okay our guest today is the wonderful marquise rodriguez marquise is an awesome new york-based actor Uh, i have the privilege to get to work with him every week uh he he's been all over the place. He's, he was in the Broadway production of The Lion King. He's been all over your TV in various canceled Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, and most notably, he's going to be in the upcoming Netflix Central Park 5 series, which was written and directed by none other than Ava DuVernay, where he's playing young Raymond Santana. Uh, I can't tell you enough how excited I was to get Marquise on the show. Uh, and I think you're really, really going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, and I just, I just think Marquise is a really, he's just a really cool guy. He's the shit. Uh, and it was a really nice conversation. So let's get into it. They're like, drink, if you're super hot, like it helps to drink a hot beverage. If you're super cold, it helps to drink a cold beverage. And I'm just like, how does that make? How you? does that make any sense? Right. I it's like wishful like, thinking. I feel like there's like a scientific word that I'm forgetting. Was it like exothermic or something? Endothermic? I, it's bullshit. That's is what it is. <laughs> I All I know is like this studio that I record the show in is always so hot. This particular one. This particular yeah. one. This is the only one I record. Oh, I see. Uh, long-time listeners of the show will remember that I used to record it in my bedroom like a true <laughs> professional. Uh, That's where it happens. Yeah. Uh, okay, hi. Hi. We've been recording for a little bit. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could oh, tell. Shit. I, you know, you're a professional. I could tell you know I, what's going well, on. I pretend to know sometimes. <laughs> Just feel it. Sure, sure, sure. So, hello, Marquise. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so let's just uh, let's just jump into it. So where are you from originally? I am from Brooklyn, New York. Cool. So I was born and raised in Bed Stuy. In Bed Stuy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Give me like a cross street. A cross street. Uh, I literally on Putnam Avenue between Bedford and Franklin. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 How How do you feel that your neighborhood is very different now? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's interesting because I think like when I was younger, I didn't. It was gentrifying around me, mm. um, but at such a rapid pace and almost so subtly that I didn't quite understand. I, also, I didn't know what gentrification was. Right? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. I was that was just your seven, eight, nine. That was, was just, just your just childhood, childhood. right? Um, my my mom did, and she she never really like openly spoke against it, but she was very like, "This is 
wow, this just her genuine yeah. reactions to certain like little coffee shops and boutiques that would open up. Yeah, yeah. We're all hilarious. And how her. long has your mom lived there? She lived there all her life. Got like, and not specifically where we were. I think she, we we moved when I was like a baby from. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying this street name, Kosciusko. Kosciusko Street? I think that's how you pronounce it, right? When I, growing up, everyone that I knew called it Kosciusko. Like, Wait, really? That, yeah, that was how the hood <laughs> pronounced <laughs> that street name. It was Kosciusko. Kosciusko. And I never questioned that until, like, the new F, the new trains, like, came out. Right, right, right. The J, right. I think it was. Yeah. And they, like, the, the like, automated voice says it. And Kosci- she was Kosciusko. And I was like, where am I? I don't who, know this who place. Who was Kosciusko? Who is that? That's a great question. You know? Somebody that was born and raised in Brooklyn probably, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe fun fact I should know, but... I feel like... I was going to look it up, but who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Some dude. So, <laughs> so let's... Uh, so, uh, this is this is my mask class. So what, uh, what's, your, what's your mixture? Where are your parents from? Yeah, so my mom is... Uh, a bunch of different stuff. She's she's African American. Her grandfather was Italian, okay. like fully Italian from Sicily. Got it. Um, and let's uh, and a bunch of other things. Like she's never done the Ancestry.com, but it's just yeah, like yeah. been made very clear to her that she's like a hodgepodge of yeah. you know. She's and a my, mutt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like as as we all are in my family. Um, and then my father is half Puerto Rican and uh, and black. Got it. Yeah. Were they both born here? Mm-hmm. In yeah. New York? In New York, yeah. Ah. So my father was also born in Brooklyn. I think he was born in, um, uh, well, he was raised in Brownsville. Got it. I don't know exactly where he was born. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So they Brownsville, both, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, is, Brownsville has this thing called Old Timers Day, where, like, it's like a block party in Brownsville for, like, all the people that grew up in Brownsville to go back and wow. celebrate. And he brought me and my older brother to one uh, How old was, were you? I was maybe 11. and like <laughs> Was it fun? It, it was, yes, it was very fun to see my dad like around all these like super hood dudes <laughs> that were just like, yo, Paulie, what's going on? Good to see you. Like, just like weird. I was like offered a nutcracker, which I don't know if you know what that is. Explain it's, it. A nutcracker is like, uh, it's like a, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's alcohol, but it comes in this like little container and they almost always have, like, an orange top, and they taste like juice, which I did not find, find out when I was 11. I found out much later in my life. So someone gave you Someone liquor. offered it to me. They were like, yeah, like, do you want a nutcracker? And I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm all right. Like, thank you so much. Um, and they always taste like juice, and there's, like, 17,000 different sorts of alcohol in them. Wow. And they're, like, real small, but, like, I've seen grown men lose their shit yeah. from, like, oh, wow. zips. Holy like, shit. Like, and they sell them, like, in Coney Island. Like, I'm very surprised. How long have you, you lived in New York? Uh, not that long. Well, I'm from Yonkers. Uh, oh, right. And so I've only lived in New York, and I've always lived in uh, Upper Manhattan. Right. For, like, four years, five years? Wow. Like, not that long. Okay, cool. So I'm from the area, like, the greater New York area, but I'm not, like, a true New Yorker. I see, I see, I see. Like, you're, like, a multi-generational true yes. New Yorker. Yes. <laughs> which I'm low-key, high-key, super jealous. Really? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I've just always <laughs> romanticized, because I grew up, like, on the Metro North, which right. is, like, a fucking chewed me like right. I've always romanticized the idea of like oh, I wish we were like New Yorkers like that. it's interesting too like how small New York seems to you as a kid growing up in you know in Brooklyn just cause yeah. like my girlfriend went to purchase 
And um, like that's I was, my hood. I live. Oh, close, really? I live close to there. Yeah. To like what, the White Plains area and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I was back and forth all the time, and I was just like, New York is New York is weird and different. Like yeah. as a state, like it's like very strange. You get 20 minutes north of the city, it starts to get super Trumpy. Yup. I mean, even like, you know, Staten Island. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Bay Ridge. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, so, so yeah, my dad is, is half Puerto Rican, half black. My mother is black amongst other different things, but very, very light skinned. So Got like it. I, I, and both my parents are like pretty fair, like, I'm not, I'm not fair, but like yeah. just light skin. Yeah, yeah. It's um, same with my mom. She's yeah. the lightest. She's, my mom is one of six, and I think she's. It's debatable to, between her and one of her sisters who's the lightest, mm-hmm. but she's definitely like one of, if not the lightest, yeah. on, on that side. Wow. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but it's <laughs> um, it was interesting, like, just because I I. I have, like, my Titi Evelyn who, like, made empanadas and, like, yes. you know, like, that was, like... Fried or baked? Fried. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's yeah, how definitely. Puerto Ricans Yes. <laughs> and in Peru, we bake them. It's, really? I feel like a weird... Because I live in the Heights, which is, like, super Dominican, Puerto mm-hmm. Rican. It's all uh, fried empanadas. So I had to... I asked my mom uh, if I could, like, cook her recipe. Yeah. And I had to get a dough that was good for baking, but, like, yeah. every store in my neighborhood it's has only f- for Dominican empanadas. Yeah, I, I've never had a, a, a baked one. Oh, you will. I'll cook them. Please. I'll cook them. That's and I'll, very I'll interesting. I'll bring them. We work together, so <laughs> right. I'll cook them and I'll bring them to work. Bring them Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. That's I, cool. Yeah, so I, like, I I like, grew up, like, you know, Puerto Ricans are, like, real big on Christmas Eve, so, like, every single Christmas Eve I was going to my Titi Evelyn's house, and, like, all my aunts and uncles were there, and they're yeah. all, like, very Puerto Rican. Um, so the Puerto Rican culture, you very much grew up with that. I did, but it felt... It's interesting. It felt like uh, a vacation almost, like to mm-hmm. to be sort of enveloped in that aspect of my culture. Interesting, because it was always around the holidays, mm-hmm. um, and it was always uh, at my Titi Evelyn's house, which always felt so like grand to me. Um, she lives she lives in in Brooklyn as well, but she lives on a, she lives like in, in the Clinton Hill area. Yeah. Uh, so it always felt like very upscale and like. Just big and grand to me. That's a really interesting... I've never heard anybody put it like that. Uh, and I think I can relate to that of feeling like your culture is a vacation. Yeah. Because uh, it's the same thing for me. Like, any time that I would go to Peru or, like, hang out with any of my mom's Latina friends or something like that, it would always be around a holiday time. Because right. that's when you have a break from school and all right. that shit. Uh, so it almost feels like you're, like, a like a tourist into your own heritage yes, a little bit. exactly. It's and, it, and it's... And it, yeah. I remember, like, when I found out that my family could speak Spanish. I didn't even know that that was... Oh, wow. Because they just... No one took it upon themselves to teach me. No one yeah. spoke... They didn't speak Spanish to each other. They were all raised but by... Your, but your dad speaks Spanish. My dad speaks Spanish. Okay. Uh, which, again, something I didn't know until, like, very late in my life. I found out when I was, like, nine... Wow. ...my father could speak Spanish because somebody stopped us on the street and asked him for directions. And That's he, amazing. And like, gave them back to him. And I was just like... Dad, why didn't you? Yeah, what the fuck? Because I don't, I'm, I don't speak Spanish at all. I'm yeah. like, I mean, I have a little bit, but of course, like, then yeah. the same thing happened. With my grandfather, like, uh, my grandfather and my, because my Titi Evelyn is my great aunt technically, so his, my grandfather's sister. Yeah. Um, and like, they had a conversation in Spanish once, and I was just, like, my mind was absolutely blown, uh, and I immediately felt so far away from it because I was like, it, it felt, it felt uh, purposeful, yeah. like, and which is not uh, a unique story. Like, people, it's it's not it, it's not always popular to, like, teach the, the youngest people in the family how to speak Spanish and, like, sure. to embrace their culture because, like, if they're not looking for it or it could be confusing to them or, like, it could, like, do them a disservice or something, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. don't know 
it sucks that that's like a that that's a concept. That yeah, especially because like knowing Spanish is so fucking useful. Yeah, now yeah. maybe it wasn't like ten years ago, but like, I think it was useful ten years ago too. I think yeah. it was like a quite a bit ago. Like maybe yeah. it wouldn't. I don't know when it wouldn't have been useful. Yeah. Like it was. It, it, I don't think it ever wasn't useful. I think it was just the you know cultural implication that like right. if you could then that meant something that that was a mark against you in some yeah, way yeah, yeah. um did you ever feel like because i'm assuming did you go to school in bedsty or you went to no school actually I, so i always went to school in manhattan okay went to school in brooklyn once and i got the shit kicked out of me and my mom Ooh, took me out of brooklyn and, damn literally literally yeah no literally like shit. i like i got like fucked up as a kid oh man uh and then and then then my mom put me in a different school um and I don't think it had anything to do with, like, the school being in Brooklyn. It was a very, like, it was just... I mean, I, kids are assholes. Kids are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, and, and I I always went to, like, very sort of, like, hippy-dippy. Like, it started, like, as, like, pre-K. My mom sent me to this school called Children's Liberation, which is not wow. a thing anymore. But God. it was on the Lower East Side on, I think, on, like... New York is full of schools. Like, like I'll walk yeah. past a building that's like the Center for Gifted Children mm-hmm. who are above four foot five. Or like, it's always some like incredibly specific. All about, I was just gonna say it's all yeah. about that specificity. Yeah. Like, you gotta get that children's yeah. liberation. Children's liberation. We did yoga in the mornings. I bet. And like wow. we didn't have any grades. It was like the blue room and the green. What room. What were they liberating was, you from? I. It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> that's so um, cool. What was the demo like of that school? It was very diverse. Yeah. So like. I think that was also always such a such an interesting sort of aspect of like specifically my schooling because it was so 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 diverse. I've never I had never ever ended up at a school that wasn't like incredibly diverse like yeah. my entire life. Um, and I think that had that's a beautiful thing considering New York schools are like the most segregated right, in the country. Right, and I yeah. and I, I think my mom like like. Props to her because I think she did like an exceptional amount of research yeah. to make sure that I was in these really like really diverse. What's schools. your mom's name? Uh, Monique. Shout out Monique. Monique. Good Monique job, Monique Haynes. Good. You killed job. it. You're always killing it. You're killing <laughs> it for my little sister too. Um, but she, you know, she. It was very important to her that I got like a very well-rounded, yeah. uh, you know, experience at any school that I was at. Um, but that ended up sort of, you know. It's that thing, and you've spoken about this on your show, and I've heard you talk about this, where it's like you're not, like, enough for this group, and you're not enough for this group, so mm-hmm. you, like, fall somewhere in the middle, and you end up sort of hungry for yeah. your own, you know, community. You're yeah. Hungry for your own... You know, I call it cultural homelessness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cultural homelessness. Where yeah. it's like, I'm not, I wasn't black enough for the black kids, and I wasn't Hispanic enough for the Hispanic kids, and yeah. I certainly wasn't white enough for the white kids, <laughs> yeah. so... It was, it was... Did you even try with the white kids ever? Um, I, I did. I think, I think, well, that, that's... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It was really unfortunate growing up because I think like I used I used my Puerto Rican heritage and like my my Latino blood any you know any 
any sort of otherness. I yeah. use it to distance myself from my blackness. As mm-hmm. a kid, there was a lot of self-hate. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to be something, uh, quote unquote, more than just black mm-hmm. um, as a kid. Yeah. Because I was led to believe that that was better. Um, I wanted to be, you know, for it, it came in stages, but for a while I was, uh, I was, I was Italian, wow. Puerto Rican, and black. You know what I mean? Like I that for when I was really young. Yeah. Um, and then like, I realized it's almost Italian, like you're making it an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And I realized that eventually I realized that the Italian thing was like literally the most ridiculous thing that could ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was Puerto Rican. And black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then. Um, and then I sort of like went all the way in the opposite direction where I think sometime around like high school, uh, I got really upset at myself for distancing myself from my blackness for so long yeah. uh, and for, you know, not accepting that aspect of myself. So I will, for a while in high school, I was black and my uh, father was Puerto Rican. And that's why my last name was Rodriguez. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it, yeah. I, I, it's funny I, how that thing seesaws. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're that say. when you're that age, like you're trying on different identities yes. and like different parts of yourself. Yeah. I did the same. I mean, I've talked about it too much on this show uh, already, <laughs> but like I distanced myself from my Latinoness, like hardcore. Like I didn't mm-hmm. even want to talk about it. I got upset when we went to Peru. I was like, I want to go home. Uh, and it took how, me. How, what age was that when you were? Oh, I'm talking like probably all the way up through like middle of high school. Wow. So probably a similar time. Yeah. It's like, you know, part of, you know, turning 15, 16, where yeah. you're like, oh, I should actually give a shit about things. Like I should right. actually care about right. things. Uh, and I spent so long just like refusing to speak Spanish. I like didn't want to, I still get what I call um, abuela anxiety when I talk to her <laughs> on the phone because yes. my Spanish isn't perfect. And I, for years, just like often like refused to get on the phone with her because I was like self-conscious about like not being enough of this for that part of my family but eventually like a switch flips in your head and you're like I can either choose to make this part of myself and educate myself Mm -hmm. uh, to the best of my ability on it or just um, shut it away or just shove it away and I didn't want to shove it away Um, yeah yeah I mean that was that was it for me where it was like there was sort of this this I slowly got to see that I could exist in any world that I that I wanted to, yeah. uh, that I had claim to, right? right? So, like, I have a measure of privilege as a cisgender, like, straight, you know, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Um, and so I won't lay claim to, like, communities and, and spaces that don't belong to me. Right. But there are so many spaces that do belong to me um, or, or that I can be a part of right. uh, that, that will help me in the long run being a part of it yeah. and, like, learning from those spaces and, like, being in those environments. Totally. Um, oh, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think if there's anything I want this show to accomplish, it's that when I had my friend Jeanette on, like, one of the first things she said uh, when we started recording was like, I don't know if I count in this. Like, I don't know if this is about, and I think if there's anything I want this show to do, because I think it's like a common thing with mixed people of like, I don't deserve to lay claim to either yeah. of these things. Yeah. Like, because I'm not a, I'm not going to be authentic in either right. world. Right. But like, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I am 1,000% struggling with the, like, actually, every day. like, yeah, every single day. Every day. I Specifically try. with the authenticity of it, where yeah. it's like, especially like auditioning for you know for like Latino boys where it's like I I, you know I've I've had I've had like like awful experiences where it's like uh, you know I'll do the whole the whole scene and the the kid's Latino and it's and I feel really great about it and the director's like could we just like do the same scene in Spanish oh my god that's so nerve wracking the whole scene like I like don't know what to do or say and then I immediately feel like 
fake, like yeah. a fraud. Like I'm not, you know, like like I'm pretending to be this thing to get a job or something. Yeah, but, I totally know that feeling. But the thing is, you're not a right, fraud. You're right, not like, right. and the the <clears throat> they what they are looking for is a their specific idea of what because being Latino in media has only become marketable in the last like I don't know two years. Yeah. There were maybe three years. So, like, they're looking for a very... They want you to be Gina Rodriguez. Exactly. They think Gina Rodriguez is the only... And Gina Rodriguez is great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I just realized you two have the same last name. Right. But, like, they have a very <laughs> narrow definition yeah. of what a Latino is. Yeah. And for and for Latino men as well. Like, especially young Latino men. Like, they... they I, I don't think I've ever seen... Uh, in real life, the Latino men that are on like TV right now, like I, yeah. <laughs> not not often. Yeah, like it's these like you know like straight super, hair, super hot, like, Chicago yeah. Guys. It's like this weird. <laughs> I'm like, and and whenever I go in for those roles, I'm like, I know what you're looking for, and I'm not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that sucks. And I think the what I'm actively combating is like just because it's not what they're looking for that I'm not the Latino that they're looking for like it doesn't mean I cannot lay claim to it at all right um and at a certain point like it's on us not just as like artists but as citizens like if we don't lay claim to our identities and like feel that we are authentically claiming them for Mm -hmm. ourselves then like no like casting director or director or whatever is ever gonna no. consider that val- like it's on us to start that change because you know media catches up it's not the leader that's why sometimes I get frustrated when people are like there's not a- I mean there absolutely isn't enough representation and stuff it's like there's not enough of this there's not enough of that and I'm like yeah but like those people are not like the leaders of <clears throat> cultural change yeah. like they're following the money and they'll only go towards it once like we make sure that shit is, exactly. is like accepted and marketable right. No, I agree. Shout out Gina Rodriguez. I didn't mean to throw shade. <laughs> no shade. No I, salt, no I love shade. everything you're doing. <laughs> You'll definitely listen to this. You're killing it. <laughs> That's. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. It, it, specifically, though, using like my my Latino culture or, or, or you know blood or whatever heritage yeah. to distance myself from my blackness is something that like very recently I've been like keyed into in a different way where it's yeah. like that's what you were doing. What like what <clears throat> sort of made you realize that? What was that turning point? I th- yeah, I think it was specifically in high school. Like, and I, I a lot throughout a lot of my childhood, I've I've had conversations with like a lot of my really good friends, a few of my really good friends about this, where it's like, I because I I've been acting and like working since I was like eight. Yeah, and like and and loved it. My mother never forced me into it. Like it wasn't like a you know weird thing. Like I actively asked for it and like wanted to be doing it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but something that I was really good at uh, before I knew that it was acting was being the most palatable version of myself. Mm. Being the most like just <laughs> I I wanted to be the good kid. So like even before it took place on on set or on stage or in a casting office I was around even around family like I wanted to be the good kid I wanted to be the kid that like no one was you know oh wow look at Marquise he's just sitting there reading you know what I mean what (laughs) I think the same thing sort of happens with with race with kids of color where it's like I don't want to be that black kid I don't want to be that Latino kid I don't want to be you know I I don't want to be pigeonholed in any way look at me look what I can do right because unfortunately, um, like you're forced into the, you're forced to be a representative exactly. of your race. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so I think in high school, it, it got, I got really fed up with having to do that or feeling like I needed to do that. Right. And I was looking at 
kids of color that were not doing that, specifically black kids in my high school, yeah. um, and how they were treated for not doing that, which mm-hmm. w- was mind-blowing to me because all they were doing was not watering themselves down so yeah. that they were more uh, acceptable to the white teachers in right. the school. Think, can you think of any stories? Yeah, 100, 100%. Like, with them stories. Just like, I mean, just shit that like I would get away with not even like just something that always sticks out to me is like this kid uh, sort of had this way of speaking sometimes when he was doing a scene Mm -hmm. uh, and and I saw every single white acting teacher that I had constantly try to break Mm -hmm. that down yeah constantly try to like like let's figure that out why do you do that and like uh, just he was just like that's the way that I speak. I, I don't yeah. understand what what the problem is really. Yeah. And there wasn't any problem. It wasn't distracting. I didn't like suddenly not get the the gist of totally. the scene. But or, that's like, a weird thing that like <clears throat> I pro- arts teachers. It's like similar with like uh, vocal training. Like mm-hmm. first thing, I'm not a singer, but like uh, vocal training can. It's like it's standardizing a subjective performance art so at its worst it can take someone with a unique voice and it's like putting sandpaper on it and Mm -hmm. like smoothing out the edges that are actually the thing we want to see like we actually want to see that authentic person we don't want to see the theater school version of that don't want i i had i had i had to i did some dialect work for for uh for central park five Uh and the coach was like you have such a standard American accent. And that was one of the most insulting things. <laughs> they were like, no, fuck you, I'm no, from Brooklyn. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. But, and, and it was funny, not, he, he's an incredible human being. Yeah, yeah. He was so sweet, and he didn't actually insult me at all, but yeah, I yeah. found that that idea very insulting because I was like, that's something probably that I was that I worked toward because I thought it sounded the best. And it I sounded- can tell you how I, the fact, because I also would take that as an insult, and I think that says so much about like how, what we did to ourselves yes. as children because mm-hmm. that you're right that's not an insult but if like a dialect coach said that to me I'd be like fuck you I'm Latino right <laughs> like, you know what I mean yes uh, exactly. but it shouldn't that shouldn't be the reaction no but, like we've done these weird mental gymnastics uh, yes and it and it and it harmed me as an actor I could do less because I had less access to my voice yeah do you know what I mean like because I had tamped down right every and so that was a whole fucking journey as well too where it was just like how do you speak? Yeah. Why, when and why do you code switch? Yeah. And, you know, how does that affect you uh, mentally? Like, that, the whole act of code switching is, like, not healthy. It, yeah. it, like, it, of course, it's, like, a necessity right now, unfortunately, but, like, Survival. it takes a yeah. toll. Um, and I've seen it with, like, with, like, older generations where it's just, like, you're speaking in this, like, weird, high-pitched, like voice that you have no access to that like you are not connected to at all because that got you where you are now and it worked for a while but now you're uncomfortable and you're like constricted in a way right which is sucks (laughs) yeah shit wait so what was it did it so with this with all this struggling with your latino identity what was it like playing a famous Latino person on Central Park 5. Well, like, what, did that fuck with you? It, yes, it did. It like, did. What, when you booked it, were you like, yes, yes. Oh, oh God. shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> of course. Of course I was. And it, interestingly enough, Raymond, not exactly, but... Which, like, for them, like, I right. know who he is. Who who, who uh, do you play on Central Park Raymond Santana. Yeah. He's one of the Central Park 5. Um, he, interestingly enough, his... I don't know what to call it. Genetic makeup, uh, whatever, yeah. is like almost exactly mine. Wow. Um, maybe not so much in the gray, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. his his 
father is Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and his mother was black and Puerto Rican, I believe, mm. which is like, honestly, was such a, <sighs> like for me, oh, thank God. I was like, you know, thank God. And I don't believe Raymond was fluent in Spanish. So it was just like shit like that that really like made me like very comfortable yeah. um, to play that part. But again, like the fact that I even had to look for that to make sure that I was, I was Hispanic enough. I was Latino right. enough to like play this role. Right. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks. <laughs> you met him and like hung out mm-hmm. with him, right? Yeah, I met what was him that like? and his father, and it was inc- it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, and that's what I that's largely he, Raymond has a very specific way of speaking. Uh-huh. Um, his his mouth sort of I'm not gonna do it, but his mouth sort of like and people are gonna see it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't do it too much because I didn't I didn't want to like yeah, yeah, go yeah. ham, but. Uh, his mouth sort of works a little bit harder around like certain vowels and uh-huh. like things like that. So that's largely what I was working with the dialect coach on. Right. And also just like breaking down, like, for, like I was saying like, my name is Raymond and like <laughs> <laughs> Raymond wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. so just like breaking down certain things like that, where it was like, that's how Marquise would say that, but right. like, we need to put a little color in there. Yeah. Um, but he, he is just an incredible human being. Like yeah. such a light. And I think that was, like, something that informed me uh, so much in the entire process. Because specifically when we were working on the beginning, like, before anything ever happened. Right. It's like, who must you have been when you were a kid, when you were 14, 15, to come yeah. out of it and still be this, like, light in a room. Yeah, like, this, like, Jesus. bright, bright, bright light. Because those guys went through some shit. Yes. Yeah. So, they're, they're, and I met all of them, and they're all just, like, yeah. so incredible. Yeah, but that was very interesting too. Like in the, the in the casting process of that, I was just like, because I, I I had taped for it like a long time ago before anything real ever happened. Right. Uh, with it, and I was just like, I I hope I'm Latino enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly you are. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. The, the yeah. do you have uh do you have anxiety that like the show will come out? And there'll be, like, YouTube comments of, like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> He's not I, Puerto Rican. You know, sometimes I do, but then sometimes I'm, like, people are dumb enough to take my last name, like, as oh, at face sure. value. And they're also dumb enough to, like, accuse you of, like, being an imposter. Like, people right, are right, always right, going right, to be unreasonable right, about right. anything. And it's just it's, it's the sort of thing where it's, like, it, yes, you have the nail on the head. People are going to be unreasonable. Yeah. Like, that is a thing that happens. Yeah. I have no control over it. But that's but, beautiful. That's just, you know... You're gonna have haters. It's yeah. gonna be amazing. It's gonna be nice. I love it. It's I'll like, be... I'll do like a Instagram story series where I like yeah. post my haters every. It's gonna be oh, shit. I don't think I follow you on Instagram. That's unacceptable. We gotta change that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, oh oh my man. God. So you're fucking like friends with Ava. I still can't get over this. <laughs> I can't get over this. I. Shit. You know I can't say that I'm friends with her, but I, I know, like but I'll truly, say truly, they're best friends. We're best friends. But that's like. I mean, you were, you worked on a, you, like, I, like, am so, on one level envious, but also, like, so proud. Like, you worked on a, on a show, like, such a current, uh, uh, like, our fucking president was, was, like, in, at the time, commenting on this shit and influencing this case while it was happening. Uh, like, I I don't know, man. Like, I go in for so much bullshit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, shows that are, like, about nothing. But, like, you got to work on something about something. Like, what was it like engaging with with that material? 
I mean, it was the, the most passionate I've ever felt. I mean, not, I'm not knocking anything I've ever worked on, but like, yeah, but it like was you the, can, though. Right, a little bit. <laughs> it was the most passionate I've ever felt about the work, yeah. right? So, like, there was no, there was no, there was almost, I, want, I wanted and needed it to be the best work that I could possibly do yeah. um, so badly that that almost went away. Because, the reason that it needed to be the best was so much bigger than myself. It right. was this story needed to be told right. Yeah. Um, and once it got to that point, it was just, it, it just happened. Uh, and, and, and I had never experienced that. I didn't even know that, I didn't even trust that that was yeah. possible. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing you just said and something that I need to tell myself more as an actor mm. uh, of that it's not about me, that it's about mm. this story that yes. I'm telling. Right. Because so much, as far as like the business goes, so much of uh, like getting successful as an act and this business is marketing me, 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 me. This yes. is what I am. Yeah. Look how many followers I have. Look how hot I am. Uh, but like to be able to actually say like, oh no, I'm a part of this story. This story is the is thing that's the central, thing. Yes. not like my shine. I think it's like a beautiful thing you just said. Thank you. I mean, and it's, and, it, and again, it, I, I've, I feel like I've been doing this for so long and, and that was one of, that is, and it's happened before, um, but that was one of the only times where I was just like, damn, like this is so much bigger than me and that's it. So then let's just do the best we can do. And you could feel that from everybody on set at all times. Right. And like everyone was a person of color, which was nuts. Like it was amazing. Like even like walking into, you know, hair and makeup because I, do not have any hair right now. Yeah. But um, you did when I met you. But I did when you met me. <laughs> and that was always a point of, uh, of you know, sort of anxiety for me when I get on set where it's like there's this thing that happens where, like, there's, like, a white person that has no idea what to do with your head mm-hmm. uh, but, like, wants to just, like, mess around in there. Like, yeah. and that makes no sense. Right. Um, and also, like, I, I know, like, probably I know what to do with my hair because I've lived with it for so long. So course, like, yeah. maybe I've come in and done what needs to be done and you shouldn't touch it. Right. <laughs> but like that is, Did you ever, have you ever said that to a hair and makeup person? Um, like no, a white hair and makeup person? I, I've, I've like, I've been like, you know, I've lightly suggested like, Oh, maybe not a comb. Like I've maybe don't run <laughs> yeah. a comb through my head. That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I, I've lightly suggested like, don't wet it right now. Cause it'll look nuts in, half hour right like, you know what I mean but yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's only so much you can do and like then again it's that that thing where you like want to be the best version of yourself and you want to yeah. be the easiest yeah and, and there's a whole so. other level of that when you're on set of you're like yeah. I can't ruin anything if I make anything run even 30 seconds late yeah I'm a, I'm a right. nightmare you're the worst <laughs> yeah all of a sudden yeah it's yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. um so you you grew up in in White Plains or in, in Westchester? Well, the Yonkers, but like Yonkers. I spent a lot of time in White Plains. Yeah, so that's uh, like a bunch of white people. Oh yeah, yeah. I grew up in a really white, actually a really Jewish uh, neighborhood. Interesting. A lot of Jews. Uh, a surprising amount of Asian kids. Like my school was like a, probably like a third white Jewish kids, like a third Asian kids, mm. uh, and then like uh, everything else. Maybe maybe ten black kids at my mm. school, and like. I don't know, 
maybe 15 Latinos. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was wow. weird. Like, I, 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 that's part of why, like, I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to assimilate. Right. So I, like, super pushed away. Even though I grew up with a single mom who was the Peruvian one. So I was, like, raised in a Peruvian household. Wow. But I still was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. like, another one of these white kids. Yeah. And, like, very easily, like, passed for that. Right. Uh, but eventually I was like, oh, I don't want to be like these kids. These kids fucking suck. Right. <laughs> As they sometimes yeah. do. Uh, uh, always. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be shit. diplomatic, but you're right. You're shit. literally fucking. <laughs> um, when, when you, so like now that you've sort of like embraced it a bit more, do yeah. you feel like there's, because I, I imagine you run into like a weird sort of novelty like other white people look at you and like hear you speak Spanish and they're just like yeah it's always a thing really? it's always a reaction it, it sometimes it's um, sometimes it's fetishizing it's like mm-hmm. oh keep going and I'm like well that's not why I'm doing it I'm doing I'm it just, because that's like how I grew up right uh, and sometimes and sometimes uh, I'll get skepticism it's like the prove it kind of mm. thing I've had casting directors almost straight up like ask me to prove it to their face. Uh, but like, like how, how do you prove it you just like speak exactly Spanish, how do yeah they'll be like <laughs> say say more stuff or like I, I've literally gotten like I don't believe you like I think you're faking it uh, which you know I get it right. uh, and I mean as far as this I'm a very privileged person in many ways so like I, that's I'll deal with that it's right. not that big of a right. deal but it's always like a conversation uh, either like to justify that I'm Latino mm. or to like weirdly like tell some like white girl at a bar like I'm not gonna like continue speaking to you in Spanish because you think I literally I was at a I was at a bar a couple weeks ago I was at, it was like a party for a friend's thing uh, and I mentioned to this girl that I was sitting next to I didn't know very well that I was Peruvian mm-hmm. and her response was oh <laughs> oh I slept with a Peruvian guy no once. fucking and way. then she goes down she goes down a list of every ethnicity that she slept with and she and then at the at the end I could I promise you I'm not making this up at the end she's just like and one time I slept with a Palestinian guy I think that was the most exotic one she said I think that was the most exotic one and I was like my god sometimes I wonder like are, are you more comfortable saying this to me because, because you're white? because you're white yeah and that's exactly so like it it's weird it's like a superpower but also a curse sometimes I do stand up bits about this of like I'm Latino, but, like, I'm white enough that, like, I hear, I'm able to, like, listen to them when, like, Marquis, like, when you leave the room, I can stay in the room and hear what the fuck they say about you, and it's not good things. Nope. <laughs> and it's not good things. No, it's, like, whether or not they slept with me and, like, whether yeah. or not it's a conquest. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is crazy. And just, like, spicy. Like, they'll say things like spicy and shit uh, like that, and I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, I was just talking with a friend of mine about that, where it's, like, the, just those words like, yeah. are, that are used to describe people. Spicy, feisty. Sassy. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's so thinly veiled. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is that, like, p- the people that are doing it don't always know what they're doing. Like, I, that white girl, like, oh, doesn't no. know that she's, like, she's, literally listing, like, ethnic conquests. Yeah, no, she's, like, she's proud. Right. Because she's like, I'm not racist. No, I fucked yeah. all these guys. Like, that's Which probably is, literally her thought process. Exactly. Yeah. Good and, times. But, like, but it's so interesting because she would not share that with me. She, I don't think she would do no, that man. with me. Which is, no. like, I, some, I would love to look at that more closely but I, I cannot as a like as a visible person of color yeah well hey man let's go out together I'll, <laughs> I'll wear an earpiece we'll do it like yes. sitcom style <laughs> that would actually yes. be so funny we have to do that I would love that we could because do something like there, that. there's a switch that goes off 
And I don't know if I believe that it is completely unconscious. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that, like, you're... Because I, I, I see men do it all the time with, like, like there's guy friends of mine in the past have, like, said shit to me. And I've been like, wait, whoa. Do you really... I, do you really think that? Like, yeah. uh, and we're, like, we're not friends anymore. But, like, yeah. there's certain shit that, like, comes out of people's mouths. And I'm like, I don't think you would have said that if your girlfriend was still in the room or mm. if mine was still in the room or yeah. you know what I mean? Or if your fucking mother, yeah. Was, yeah. but like, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that it's unconscious. Like there's gotta be like a, there's a safety that you feel and yeah. then lean into. Well, to a certain extent, a lot of people are liquid. You know mm. what I mean? Like they'll change shape to fit the container they're mm-hmm. in. Like mm-hmm. and the people that are in the room with them. Yeah. Uh, and we're all guilty of that. Like, uh, yeah, but we're not necessarily all guilty of that on a like racial level, right. though. No. no, 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 no. But I just mean like, you know, it's also I, I'm, I guess I'm, when I say we're all guilty of that, it's in terms of like when we speak up, when we choose to actually say something about it. Of course, because yeah, like yeah. when I'm at the barbershop, like I hear some pretty weird oh, shit, and I'm like, <sighs> I mean, shit. When I when I go to Peru and I hang out with my uncles, I hear right. some terrible shit. Yeah. And I, I don't think those are necessarily fights worth having. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, yeah, it, 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 that's just the, the fact of the matter is that, like, it, nothing is going to, not, nothing is to be gained yeah. in that particular moment. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we, like, uh, figure shit out for ourselves and, like, get famous enough that, like, we can influence some stuff. Yes, That's, exactly. like, my hope. That's my hope, too, where yeah. it's, like... You get the platform. That's, I mean, I think that's my, uh, largely my, like, why I'm so tired of certain platforms and how they're being used right now, where it's yeah, like... name names, baby. Uh, I just... Or don't. That's fine. I know, but... You got a show coming out. You got a show coming out. But there are just people that are just, like, like inherently, make inherently political content, right? Mm-hmm. Inherently political art. And then... And then fucking throw it away. Like, mm. you have this platform. You, you made this statement. You need to stick by it and, like, mm. actively uh, parse through what you meant and mm. what it could mean. And do you know what I mean? It's, like, you can't just – it's irresponsible to just leave it be sometimes. Like, I, art for art's sake is nice, but, yeah. like, then you get uh, – I don't want to, like, get so specific, but <laughs> – It's okay. You don't I, – I understand what you're saying, especially in – so ever since the election – in comedy and in theater, yeah. uh, like just the art scene in New York in general, everything is trending a little bit more poli- uh, politically conscious, mm-hmm. uh, which is good in the aggregate. But like in on a individual project level, uh, sometimes it like devolves into this performative allyship. Oh yeah, that it isn't helpful. Like there's, no. I can't tell you how many like comedy shows or like video sketches or like comedy projects like have their heart in the right place, but are not. A lot of the times it's like, are you doing this show for this charity because you actually like know a lot about this cause or is mm. it because like that's what's hot right now? Right. And that's what's going to sell tickets. Like, yeah. So, like and that's when I start uh, being, that's when it starts feeling more like art for art's sake mm-hmm. with just a, a thin veil of like, I, but I'm socially conscious, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, as opposed I, to actually making the work uh, right. speak to that kind of right. thing. Right. And, and there's ways of doing that that aren't, you know, there's ways of like making the art that you want to make, right? And then, and, like, there's this whole, there's this whole. I think I don't know where exactly what, where it's happening or who enacted this, but I think there's like a British, uh, the their SAG, like whatever it's called. Like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. yeah. But they're like there. There's this thing now that where like if your movie or your television series isn't diverse, like 
it won't be made essentially. <laughs> like there's like a weird there's like, like a tax new, incentive thing. something like that. Yeah. 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 And I was talking to my friend about this where it's like, okay, but like, do we? Is this how we want to? Uh, uh, my friend who is a person of color is like, is this how we want to get jobs? Like, is this is this right. the direction we're moving? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, if if you're a white filmmaker, writer, whatever it is, and you're like you're you only have access to white stories yeah. then like go work with someone who has access to stories that aren't just white and yeah. like tell those stories together and like right. create something yeah. beautiful in and that don't way. for the love of god and i'm looking at the microphone because i'm talking <laughs> to somebody listening to this don't assume that it's your story to tell no don't just be like oh okay it's supposed to be diverse so i'll write a story about a mexican kid that's not how it works. Don't do that. Work with somebody who's actually you, Mexican. <laughs> you can't. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. And you you have to. Yeah. You literally have to. Yeah. Um, I I yeah, I can't stress that enough. Like we need to be working together to tell to tell better stories. Yeah. Like there's no reason why uh, <laughs> there's no reason why Lena <laughs> Dunham needs to be writing movies about is, Syrian refugees. Yeah, like man. that doesn't make any that. sense. I heard that about doesn't that. make any sense. That Ooh. does not add up, right? Yeah. Like why? Yeah. For what? Yeah. For yeah. who? Who is that movie for then? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, that's, I know. that's something I'm trying to ask myself about everything I'm doing creatively. And I think <laughs> all my creative humans who are listening to this, like really ask yourself, who is your thing for? Mm. Who are, who is your thing for? Is your thing for you to get some shine? That's like, okay. But like who, what, why, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing it? Yes. That's what I try to ask myself uh, about everything. That yeah. I'm doing. Uh, like this podcast, uh, it's, you know, it's small time. It's like super small time, but I've had a couple people reach out and be like, Hey, this made me feel le- less alone. Which is it. And that's like, that's it for me. Yeah. I don't give a shit if nobody ever listens to this. I yeah. got like two Facebook messages that like made my year. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's this, that's amazing that that is happening because like you, the minute you told me what this podcast was about, I was like, I would love to talk about how I feel like yeah. within and, and I was like Marquise I didn't ask you slow your roll <laughs> <laughs> yes and then you were like whoa please back up also who gave you my number <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm so happy oh uh, man but yeah I would lo- you know I'd love to talk about that and 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 I, I was actually thinking about it today where it's like I have never had the opportunity not really to talk about it yeah. um Outside of like very close friends of mine and things right. like that, where you feel like safe to just be like, I don't, I don't have an answer for like exactly who I am or what I am or how yeah. I feel. Because uh, I, I mean personally, I do not. Right. Um, but I know that I identify with with the cultures that I have been um, uh, a part of my entire life. So, yeah. yeah. That's exactly the kind of space I want to create on the show. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> Okay, cool. I think we're winding down. Is there anything you want to plug? You want to plug Central Park 5? Do you even know when it's coming out? I don't know when it's coming out. It's coming out out next year, right? It's coming out next year. Yeah, okay. Watch Central Park 5 on Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix next year. Watch Marquise and all the shit he's been in. All those canceled Netflix, all those canceled Marvel shows that he's yeah, in. Because of me, they canceled them because they, of me. Seriously, he, right. he just like bothered them until they. Until he they, told them they couldn't touch his hair, and then they canceled exactly, the shows. That's what happened. I was like, you cannot touch my black and Latino hair, and they were like, well, we're not going to make any more of the TV show anymore. That's what happened. That's, that's how exactly that works. Happened. The Disney top Disney executives heard about this face to face. We had a meeting, <laughs> and he tried, and I was like, Ah, you can't. And oh then my god, no more. That's so amazing, <laughs> uh, Marquise. Thank you so much for being. Thank you for having me. All right, say something clever. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.